Yes, welcome back to Atypically Topical. I don't know if you can hear the smile in my voice right now. How are you doing, Mindy? I'm good. <laughs> Why are you confused? You know what happened a week ago. <laughs> oh, yeah, the election. I forgot <laughs> yeah. about that. It's actually been a full week since we're recording this a week after it was officially announced that um, Joe Biden won, mm-hmm. which um, we celebrated Hard. Yeah. I was very hungover the next day. Were you? Yeah, I was. <laughs> yeah. Not like not like throwing up hungover, right, right. but just like not feeling. I mean, you still have never gotten to that point, right? Where you Did you do it once maybe? Throw up once from getting to? I don't remember. I don't know if you ever have. You just kind of knock bad. out. <laughs> yeah, feel nauseous even the next day sometimes. Uh, yeah, but usually like I just sleep a lot the next yeah. day. <laughs> but yeah, I mean... <clears throat> All in all, like, neither option was great, but there was clearly one that was way worse, um, kind of, that we were excited to see lose. So we got some champagne. Well, I got some champagne mm-hmm. that day when I saw, and well, I saw the news, and then later we got some stuff to make Philly cheesesteaks, since Pennsylvania is the state that... Well, we're like, well, Philly... Right. In particular. Well, yeah. Philadelphia carried Pennsylvania over the top, and obviously you grew up in Pennsylvania, so it was like we had to do something. Mm-hmm. So we made some cheesesteaks. We made, what are those fries called again? Uh, crab fries. Crab from fries. From Pete's. Yeah. And, and by uh, we, I'm, he right. means me. We, meaning uh, the he, royal we. Uh, well, I mean, you did melt the cheese for the, <laughs> for the crab fries. So I'll give you that. <laughs> and I, uh... Provide, I like, I, I took the air fryer out, maybe, I don't know. But yeah, so we had a good time. And um, yeah, we're a week from that. And still, I think Trump is still trying to fight somehow. He's going to fight to the end. <laughs> He's never going to concede, but which is kind of what we could have expected. But whatever, we're not going to really, hopefully we won't have to talk about him much anymore. We kind of just mentioned him in passing. And hopefully it'll just be a thing of the past very soon. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I, w- I would say maybe the ramifications of his presidency oh, yeah. are going to have long-term effects later yeah. on. But At but, least we don't have to hear him talk. Like, we're not forced it, to hear him talk we, uh, on news. Well, I mean, it'll still come up. Yeah, but come it up won't be, news. like, representing our country anymore. It'll uh, be representing... There, you go. there yeah. you go. That's what I... I finally hit a, <laughs> a good point. <laughs> But yeah, so that happened, and also as as of when we're recording, we're getting married in a week. Yeah, it's crazy. So um, I got my nails done, got yeah. my eyebrows waxed. <laughs> you did all that today. Yeah. I don't really have to do much maintenance because I'm a <laughs> dude. Just have to try on my tux soon, make sure there's no issues with it. And yeah, that's it's about way easier it for, for guys. But I mean, my nails look great. So yeah, they do. <laughs> um. So yeah, we're probably next week. We do have an episode banked that are we like we recorded already. That we'll ha- I'll probably just have it scheduled to come out. Um, not sure what day yet, but we already had that planned. Even though we don't really keep to a schedule anyways, because it's been a while <laughs> since the last one. But we're trying. Um, yeah, we're gonna do that. We're gonna have a little mini staycation here for the next or a couple days after. Um, it's gonna be a lot of fun. See some family, maybe. Spend some time with them with masks on and stuff. Try to <laughs> try yeah. to stay safe as we can, but still enjoy life. You have to find a balance, you know. I guess. Um, I mean, we kind of have. Oh, no you ch- have no choice. Yeah, we have no choice. Um, so yeah, that should be fun. <laughs> a whole wedding. Um, other than that, I mean, this. I don't know what else. That's pretty much. Yeah, I mean, I have really nothing else to say. Yeah, that, this, those are two major events. So that's that's enough for quarantine corner. Um, so from that, let's go ahead and discuss what we're going to be doing this month. Um, I felt like maybe it'll be fun to have like a wild card month, which is basically we're just choosing our own topics and we don't have to be constrained, like, to, yeah, constrained to like whatever it is. Um, so uh, we might have like three or four of these for this month and then we'll get back to finding topics because that's in the name of the podcast. <laughs> But we're going to try this out and see how it goes. I'm curious to see what you found. And I am and I can't wait for you to hear what I found. Oh, okay, good. Because um, so, my story's not that not as long as my other one. Okay, so. that's good. Because mine will be a little longer okay. than usual. All right, cool. Um, but let's go ahead and start with the new segment that we just introduced, I think, last week. And it's Mindy Tries It. 
And if you want to explain what you got. Um, okay, so this is Hatch Chili Chocolate. So dark chocolate made with New Mexico Hatch Chilies. Mm, okay, so like the spicy kind of yeah. chocolate. And I've tried similar things like this. Mm-hmm. I re- usually don't like it. No, yeah. I don't know do if sp- I don't know if I've tried a spicy chocolate. I mean, I- do, you, do you want a piece? Yeah. I mean, it's called Mindy tries it, but I'm going to eventually try all these too. So we'll just get your reaction. I mean, I guess dark chocolate's good for you, right? <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, you go ahead, and she's going to take a bite right now. She's sniffing it first. It smells like chocolate. Mm-hmm. Ah, it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to try to describe. She's looking to the side. Face is mm. scrunching up a little bit. Oh, there's the spice. There it just is. Just hit the back of my throat. It takes a bit. But it tastes more like chocolate than really. It's just like the the like the heat in the back of my throat. Let me see if that happens to me. I just took a bite now. That's not bad. Is there a brand to this? It's just the H E B Central okay. Market. So it's like yeah, it's our local store. I mean, this isn't uh, this is not bad. I don't really like dark chocolate that much, right. but. It uh, just tastes like dark chocolate to me, honestly. Mm-hmm. I don't taste any heat. No? Do you feel it? Like no. I, I feel it right here in my throat. No, I don't. I, it's not bad, but I, it's it's something. I'm, I'm not like trying to be macho or whatever. I, oh, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> There's a little, mm-hmm. like the tiniest bit, though. Mm-hmm. It's like eating a, like a spicy pepperoni or something. There's like There's barely anything there. Or if, like, you accidentally eat a or swallow a jalapeno seed and it gets stuck in okay, your throat. Okay, well, that's way different because that's painful. <laughs> this is like the hint, the slightest hint. It's like it's a similar experience, except it's not as bad. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's not bad. Yeah, I definitely like. Yeah, now it. I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. Use it for like in a recipe somehow, hmm. like maybe making some cookies or something. Oh, just that, like melt it or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I, I think it, it's it takes a bit for you to get the heat because now I feel it after. Like I, I can feel it, maybe a minute after I yeah. take a bite. So now it's all kind of hitting, but it's but still it's, very it, mild. It, yeah, but it's not like the typical like spiciness because usually mm-hmm. like it's all in my mouth, but I don't feel anything in my mouth. I feel it in my throat. So should we do like a thumbs up or thumbs down each week? Um, sure. This one will be what. Um. Because it's dark chocolate, you want to give it a uh, thumbs middle, thumbs... Well, let's uh, not do middle, because that's copping out. I mean, I'll give it a thumbs up. It's okay. like, I'm not disgusted by it yeah. or anything, but I'm not, like, I wouldn't buy it again. Right. And we can add in, like, two thumbs down whenever we try something really crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So from that, not really, not really a segue here, but another great headline. Let's go ahead and jump into Questioning Florida. So this is from, it's, this is Miami CBS station. Okay. And this was posted on a Halloween, actually. Oh, okay. What did the Cubans do? <laughs> oh, in Florida? Well, I mean, they're I most, mean, Miami. Yeah, in Miami. Yeah. Um, so not sure if there are Cubans involved, but let's get into the headline. Florida man paid $150 for, quote, full contact experience. Ended up mauled by a leopard. Full contact experience? <laughs> yes. And it's not like a sex worker thing. But, yeah, I was going to say, like, that's such a vague term. Like, it can mean anything. Like, it could be sex work. It could be, like, maybe uh, some guy dressed in an alien costume is, like, an experience with an alien or some shit like that. I don't know. But considering he got mauled by a leopard, what do you think it was? Just kind of, like, exotic animal stuff. <laughs> Let's get into it. Miami. In a case of you get what you pay for, a Florida man paid 150 bucks for a full contact experience with a black leopard and ended up being mauled. I mean, <laughs> that's the own guy's fault. Yeah. Um, At that point. <laughs> Dwight Turner has undergone two surgeries since being attacked by the animal on August 31st, his wife said. Mm. Um, Turner and the leopard's owner, Michael Pogi. Arrived for him to play with it and rub its belly and take pictures on his property. Like it's a mm. fucking puppy or something. <laughs> like just play with it and rub its belly as if it's just a little innocent. Uh, yeah, it's not like it's like an endangered species or anything. <laughs> a, a dangerous I didn't animal. see that it's black leopard. Now, is that, 
is a black leopard an endangered species? I believe so. Because I think that would give him more points. <laughs> I believe so. On- yeah, because, I mean, may- most of the wild big, like, big cats are endangered. Because I did actually see that um, the, Cause the, regular le- the regular leopard is not. Um, leopards and lions are not endangered, but are listed as vulnerable. Oh, okay. I didn't but specifically say black, black on here. Leopards. No, I don't think it's endangered. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, so anyways, so the guy that has the, the cage, um, after he unlocked it, Dwight Turner entered and sat on a bench inside when the leopard growled and attacked him, biting him on the head and ear, said the report. Yeah. Which you would expect, right? Um, Just a random guy <laughs> entering and sitting near... Yeah, and that's kind of like what leopards are instinctively. That's how they hunt. They like go grab, you go. They go for the neck. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, I, I thought you were gonna say they wait for a man to sit down next to them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's really cool though because I've seen videos of uh, leopards and jaguars like get like picking their prey up from their neck and like carrying it up a tree. So, oh, like there's no scavengers. Like, like look, get it. Yeah, they're super strong. Yeah. Yeah, apparently this guy doesn't know that. Um, <laughs> Mr. Turner sustained injuries to the right side of his head and right ear. His wife stated that she had to place part of his scalp back in place because it was hanging from his head. Gross. And his right ear was torn in half. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so not funny, but also, come on. Um, Pogi was in- issued two misdemeanor citations for allowing full contact with an extremely dangerous animal. And with maintaining captive wildlife in in an unsafe condition, causing extensive damage. So yeah. They, so it, it's legal to have. Yeah, I looked it up too because there was another um, Florida man score where if it's like an illegal pet, mm-hmm. you have some points. But you can have leopards as long as you know if you have the right credentials or whatever paperwork. I don't know. That doesn't seem right. Yeah, there it's Florida. Um, did you hear how Florida is like thinking of introducing a making it like an even more in depth stand your ground type of law? That's basically like if you're suspicious of somebody, you can like shoot them. Oh, <laughs> there's more to it. That's just the gist of what I read. But I mean, it's not like that. Cool. But yeah, it's it's not great. Fucking Florida, man. Um, but don't quote me on that. It's something like that. <laughs> just look it up yourself. And it's being, like, proposed. Um, He admitted to investigators that he knew that what he did was illegal and answered questions, but he wouldn't provide a written statement. On his personal Facebook page, Pogi said he's an exotic animal breeder of rare or endangered species and has rescued thousands of exotic animals over the past 35 years. So, I mean, I guess that he does specialize in endangered species, but according to what I found, that's not one of them. Mm. Well, rare, I guess, is technically what a leopard would be, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I would say that. And also, I guess it, it definitely... So I don't know what exotic cat is classified as. Because when I was looking that up, it's like actual cats, but like weird ones. Like the, those, the hairless ones or whatever. Hmm. Because exotic cat is also a category on here. And I'll just give it to him. Cause yeah, I feel like it's exotic. <laughs> it's exotic to me. Plus, um, there's not it's, a lot it, in here. I mean, it's exotic to Florida. There's none that, true. that are there naturally. Yeah. So yeah, and you can't just. I don't. I don't just go outside and see a, a black leopard. Um, a Facebook page called Pogi's Animal House claimed to be for an animal sanctuary, but it's been deactivated. Mm. Um, so this is com- like you have no information to go on, basically, but. Since you're usually good at this, how old do you think the victim is? The guy that paid another guy to... I feel like he's 54. <laughs> Dwight Turner is 50 years old. Dang! <laughs> you're always, like, in within five. Awesome. Yeah. You, you're just, like, honed in on this game. Yeah. Just, I, I, pic- I, picture, I try to picture him, and <laughs> yeah. it's like, he's about 50. Yeah, and this guy four. doesn't have a mugshot either, so... Um, well, he probably didn't want to be photographed after his scalp was... Hanging off. Yeah, it's not a great look. <laughs> so, quickly, his Florida man score, there are no firearms or weapons. Location was in a home uh, home in question not owned by Florida man, because the Florida man was at someone else's. That's two points. Mm. Objects, blood is one. <laughs> so, get the point for that. 
They don't mention blood, but I mean, I mean <laughs> it's the same. If, if there's no blood when you, your head gets scalped, that's a bigger concern. <laughs> exactly. I wanted to make sure to get that clean. <laughs> um, reason for arrest, none that applied. I'm, there's not really any, like... That, Just charges? Yeah, there were, there were charges, but they didn't. none that were on the uh, Florida man scoring system. Um, injuries that resulted in immediate hospitalization... Just one point, surprisingly. Um, this is the first time we've had this one. Injury caused by a mammal. Two points. <laughs> That's also on there. Uh, no drugs or alcohol. And then we got an exotic cat, which is worth another five. So that brings his total to... Let's see. Let me put five instead of... So that's going to be 11. Not a lot, Yeah, that's but, not very high. I mean, when you look at it, he has one and a half years now and like dislocated scalp <laughs> and it's still not great so yeah there you go that's a uh, dwight turner gross mm-hmm. so um i guess let's do yours first since mine might go a while and okay it's it's a good closer okay that sounds good all right so my story is about robert liston okay does that name sound familiar no. Okay, good, because it, it wasn't for me either. But then I found out about him, and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. So Robert Liston was born on October 28, 1794, in a small village in Scotland. Um, his father was a reverend and a pipe organ inventor. Um, I guess he just... He just invented made, it once, yeah. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> um, his mom died when he was six, so he was raised and taught by his father. Okay. He um, attended the University of Edinburgh, or Edinburgh, I don't know. Yeah, Edinburgh. Edinburgh, whatever, uh, at age 14, you know, because back in those days, like, you went to college when you right. would have been in middle school in <laughs> yeah. modern times. Yeah. Um, only two years later, um, he began his medical training under the famed anatomist John Barclay. Okay. So he's 16. And under he's the famed anonymist? Yeah, and like a, it's like a anatomy doctor. Oh, anatom, anatomist? Anonymous, something like that. I thought you said like anonymist. No. <laughs> I'm like, what is an anonymist? Just a random, like no. a random guy. Okay, um, and a, I don't know how that word would be said actually, anatomist, whatever. Anyway. Now I know though, because I was confused. Um, he was appointed house surgeon of the Royal Infirmary in Edinburgh in 1814. So this is four years later, so he's 22. He was known as a fearless surgeon who would operate on his patients, on patients sent away from the Amber infirmary, infirmary by other surgeons who thought their conditions were too severe. So, oh, wow. So he was like a last resort guy. Yeah. Um, an infirmary, I assume, is like a hospital or something. Well, infirmary is like critical, yeah. I guess. Like, that's a hospital, yeah. yeah. Without apology, he expressed his, dis- his disapproval of surgeons he did not respect and whose practices he found inferior. Due to his bad relationships with other physicians in the infirmary um, and his argumentative nature, he it led him to accept an appointment as professor of surgery at the newly opened University College Hospital in London when he was 34. Hmm. He would spend the remainder of his career there. Okay. So I'm going to talk more about um, his surgeries and yeah. things like that. I'm scared. In the days before anesthesia, surgeons had to get creative with their surgeries in an attempt to save lives while minimizing the patient's pain. One it's like, the- hey, turn around. Conk. <laughs> <laughs> with like a, um, what's it called? A caveman? Like- yeah, like a, like a hammer. Not a hammer, but like a, uh, how come neither of us can think of the word? A little bat? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One of the most effective ways was to perform the surgery as quickly as possible, mm-hmm. sometimes <laughs> in under five minutes. <laughs> Wait, no. That doesn't sound like a good idea. There was an upside to this method. Of course, as the less time... Die quicker. <laughs> the less time a surgery took, the less likely the patient was, uh, was to bleed out, and less likely they were to feel pain. Okay. However, the downside is the accuracy yeah. <laughs> would be sacrificed in favor of speed. Yeah, it's kind of important to have a balance there. Yeah. Or actually, not even, just mostly accuracy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's they just got to work what they had at the time, I guess. Um, 
In the era where surgical skill meant boldness, precision, and especially speed, Liston became known widely for his surgical excellence. His nickname was the fastest knife in the West End. It's like a cowboy's name or something. (laughs) Uh, Before guns. Before guns. Um, He was particularly skilled at quick amputations. (laughs) Where most surgeons at the time... Just have a samurai sword. There you go. One second. You're kind of accurate with that. (laughs) Um, where most surgeons at the time lost one to one in four patients, due to his speed and skill, Liston only lost about one in ten patients. Mm, okay, well, as you guess, it's better. Working, yeah, ten um, percent instead of British surgeon and author uh, Richard Gordon noted that Liston's expert. I'm sorry. He's a noted Liston expert, so he knows a lot about okay. him. Claims that Liston could perform a leg amputation in two and a half minutes. At one point, even getting it down to 28 seconds. Jeez. They had like, it was a particularly skinny leg of someone that <laughs> they were able to do it, I guess. Or maybe like their leg was just coming up so much. It like, okay, <laughs> was one, ten, one tendon left. <laughs> yeah. Attacked by a leopard. He was so sure of his speed, he became known for his catchphrase, uttered before every surgery. He would say, Time me, gentlemen, he would say, holding up his knife, time me. And everyone in his ever-glowing gallery of onlookers would time him. Oh, I thought you said time me at first. I was like, tie? No, time. Like Tie his arms up, too? This guy's that good? (laughs) You with his mouth? (laughs) Yeah. Time me. Okay. Yeah. Sounds cocky now. <laughs> he was a cocky guy. Yeah. Due to his reputation, he quickly became famous for his work. However, one of his surgeries in particular stands out above the rest. Uh-huh. Uh, Liston was performing a leg amputation on a patient who was lying flat on his table. As he brought down his knife, he was so focused on his speed that he took his surgical assistant's fingers off along with the patient's leg. Oh, no, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> As he swung the knife back how up. Many, did it say how many fingers? Uh, no. <laughs> okay, at least like two or three. I mean, at least, a, at least, um, yeah, because I mean, if, if he's holding it. Yeah. At, yeah, at least. Maybe all four uh, of them, maybe. Two, yeah, at least Not two or three. Four, <laughs> four of the five. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, as he swung the knife back up, it clipped the spect- uh, spectator's coattails and he collapsed and died. Wait. What? Oh no. Yeah, he collapsed dead. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> so there's a spectator close enough to where when he swung back on that same whatever strike he was doing, mm-hmm. he hit the spectator where? Uh, the coattail. So I guess because back in the day, mean? they had like suits. Okay. And so you know how they have like those long yes. things at the end? So how did they kill him? <laughs> I, maybe the, Is a coattail the a part of the body? I think the the fright of it? I don't know. It's what? The fright. Like, he got so scared. Oh. <laughs> well, then that's his fault. Yeah. Um, but I thought you said it cut. Well, okay. Yeah, cause, because when the, he did surgeries, there's always a crowd around yeah. him. <laughs> Not smartest. Not very sanitary, either. He was all coughing and shit in there. Yeah. Oh, man. What, but, what time period was this? 1700s. Okay, that makes a little more sense now. Uh, well, I mean, when he was doing his work, it was more like early 1800s. Oh, okay. Well, they should have had their shit together by then. <laughs> um, the patient and Liston's assistant both died after their wounds became, became infected. Oh. Um, yeah, and the spectator who collapsed was later discovered to have died of fright. Okay, so you were right. Oh, well, that brought his rate back down to 30 now. Um, the... <laughs> <laughs> this is this is the best part. Okay. The three deaths made Listen surgery the only one on record with a three hundred percent mortality rate. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> That's not great. So the person he was operating on died too. Yeah, yeah. Hit him, the assistant, and that guy. <laughs> he cut his like coattails. Man, talking about going from one to zero. <laughs> Like the best that well, everybody's well, watching you? More like zero to three. <laughs> <laughs> zero to negative three. Or three to zero. <laughs> There's a lot of ways to put this. But I meant as a as a surgeon, one to, like, the, the top to the worst. Yeah. 
Um, though these three deaths were the were by far the most notable of his career, they weren't the only time Liston gained infamy for his less than successful surgery. Oh god. While amputating I knew there was gonna be a turn somewhere. While amputating another patient's leg, he broke his personal record by finishing the surgery in two and a half minutes. However, in the interest of speed, he got too excited and chopped off the patient's <laughs> testicles oh, along no. with his leg. Oh, no. How do you even do that? I mean, I guess if you're chopping off, like, the top part of the leg, I mean, they're, like, right there. Okay, I mean, if they're just, like, they taped it to the side of his leg. Yeah, I mean, if he's, like, going, like, serial killer on it, he's like, yeah, psh, oh, shit. dangling oh, there. Yeah. What in the world? Why would you emphasize speed that much unless you just want to be cool? <laughs> and then after you already did what you did, I hope there were no spectators on this one. Um, there are usually spectators. <laughs> okay. Uh, there's one more. He also once mistook a lump on a young boy's neck for a skin tag and removed it, and it's some. And it, <laughs> it was his Adam's apple. <laughs> it removed it suddenly at the boy's home. The lump turned out to be an aneurysm of his carotid artery. What? Oh, carotid. Carotid yeah. artery. There you go. Um, and the boy died. Okay. Oh. <laughs> um. So those are kind of one of like, the most famous ones. <laughs> Years later, when anesthesia was invented, Liston became the first surgeon to operate using it, mm. and his surgery was a success. Okay. Despite his downfall, Robert Liston remained a distinguished surgeon. When he died in downfalls. Eight- <laughs> when he died in 1847 at the age of 53 from a ruptured aortic um, aneurysm, after his death, um, there was a medal made in his honor, called the Liston Medal of Surgery that's awarded for surgical excellence at the University College Hospital. Mm. And his peers erected a marble statue in his honor. And I have a picture of that statue. Mm, okay. Right here. Which I guess is accurate, because apparently he was very angry. Yeah. I can't tell who it's he like, looks like, but... Uh, yeah. There's like a drawing of him doing surgeries yeah. and stuff. It looks like somebody. I just can't put my finger on it. Uh-huh. He was some kind of composer. Yeah. How did how did you come about that? Story? Um, it, it was like part of a Google search of like people that you don't, um, you, like you never really heard of that, and that cut did, off testes. Yeah, <laughs> um, but apparently, like he's very famous in the surgical area. I guess like he, um, you know, made books about how you should perform amputations okay. and things like that. And, and so stuff. he's still. He still contributed and is notable for a lot of things. He just had his downfalls, yeah, as they he, say. He has some incidences where he killed three people when <laughs> he's only operating on one person. <laughs> but we all make mistakes. <laughs> yeah, it happens. I mean, that shouldn't take away from his uh, accomplishments. Other, yeah. He did perform the first surgery with anesthesia. Yeah. So. And successfully. Yeah. So, there you go. So that's, Very nice. Uh, that, was, that was entertaining, yeah. for sure. Alright, yeah. (laughs) So, from that, I have a story that I've been sitting on for a few days, because I wanted to save it specifically for the podcast, um, because it's just... So, (laughs) you know, I've been, like, glued to watching coverage of this whole election stuff, and Mm -hmm. just kind of... You know, I'm more invested into it because of personal stuff that's happening with some family and and other things like that. <laughs> and just how the last four years have been. Um, so this is very mildly related to it, but it's more on the like, what the fuck side. Of okay. Things. And and your your um, your state is involved in this. Oh, uh, Pennsylvania. Yeah. What do we do? The state didn't do anything, but. Let me tell you about Dean Browning. Is he from, like, Central PA? Because that's where the <laughs> Hicks are. <laughs> I don't know, actually. We might have to look that up. Um, but, okay, so this is from November 10th. Okay. Um, so four days ago? Yeah, four days ago as of today. And I'm actually going to read you a, a post from Funny or Die. Okay. Because they actually do, like, legit posts, but they still have humor in it. And I'm just going to kind of mostly just read it pretty straightforward because she voices a lot of the things that I was thinking at the time. And it's kind of like in a voice I would have. 
Her name is Sloane Hughes, so credit to you. I very much enjoyed how she wrote this. And it's called Join Me on the Insane Rabbit Hole that is Dean Browning's Twitter. Okay. And, um, okay, so I'm mostly going to just be reading this. Okay, for those of you who, like me, are not familiar with minor players in the Republican Party, Dean Browning is a Pennsylvania-based Republican who ran for Congress this year and lost in the primary in June. Okay. Today, though... This was like, I think on the 8th is when this happened. Mm-hmm. He managed to become one of the, the most talked about Republicans in the entire country for the worst, most insane reason. First, let me show you um, a picture of him. Look at him. People, if you want to follow along, I would recommend Googling Dean Browning um, because you can see, see, he basically just looks like any white politician you would picture or a real estate agent or a guy you would see on like yeah, just, just looks like a white dude yeah white middle-aged dude yeah huh. keep mm. that in mind i wouldn't <laughs> think anything of him okay we're about to okay on november 8th browning tweeted this uh what trump built in four years biden will destroy in four months okay all right okay. all right annoying already right um then someone responded you mean what Obama built in eight years? Trump trying to take credit for the first three years. Trump destroyed in three months with help from the Trump virus. So this guy was just kind of like trolling him. And, and, he, and he goes, stay away from drugs, Dean. You're clearly high. <laughs> Dean Browning, his own account, replied to this comment on Twitter. I'm a black gay guy, and I can personally say that Obama did nothing for me. My life only changed a little bit, and it was for the worse. Everything is so much better under Trump, though. I feel respected, which I never do when Democrats are involved. So you're turning your head kind of like a dog. Am I am I colorblind? <laughs> <laughs> I know, like, people are like, oh, I don't see color, but... This is a little different, though. I yes. mean, I see the color, it's just, it's not black. Yes. So <laughs> continuing from what, uh, from the story. If you're confused and thinking, wait, is that Dean Browning, a whole entire blue-eyed white man who is married to a woman saying that he's a black gay guy? Don't worry, you're not having a stroke. That is indeed what's happening here. Oh, okay, cool. Good, 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 good. So the question is, what the fuck? <laughs> that tweet from Dean Browning seems like it definitely was not intended to come from Dean Browning because, well, it wasn't supposed to come from Dean Browning. As sleuths on Twitter quickly discovered, this exact language matches a different account bearing the name of Dan Purdy and a cartoon of a black man as a display picture. So the tweet... Like, they found someone else that says similar stuff. Mm. And they just have, you know, those, like, troll accounts that have, like, a picture of a eagle holding a flag or, a, yeah. you know, just a cartoon. This this had a cartoon black man on his picture. Like the, like, offensive cartoon <laughs> no, black man? not offensive. Just a regular looking okay. dude. Um, kind of maybe like a, like a, like a me version. Like a Nintendo me. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Um, not exactly like that, but similar. Like, not offensive. <laughs> But how does Dean fit into this? Well, you know all the talk of fake accounts and Russian bots out there on Twitter and Facebook whose sole purpose is pushing specific political narratives and agendas? In this case, the call is coming from inside the house. Dan Purdy is a fake alternate account Dean Browning was using in order to make his extreme right-wing views appear supported and endorsed by the very people they target and threaten the most. People of color, particularly black people, and the LGBTQ community. In short, Dean Browning was masquerading as a gay black man to push his agenda. Then the article shows a tweet of someone saying, LOL, found this guy's alt. <laughs> so they have, they have the screenshot, but I just pasted what it said. So he has a it has a post, like a past post of Browning's, the mm-hmm. white dude, with Dan Purdy then commenting, I'm a gay black guy who doesn't like the way black women are treating this country. Wait. The way black women are treating this country? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Any thoughts? Okay. Uh, I mean, is she talking about that senator from Georgia? <laughs> or, uh, you know, whoever who, which is. Yeah, it was Stacey something. Yeah. Stacey Abrams. Yeah. I mean, he might have been. Who knows? I think he might have just been talking about black oh, women in general. Oh, okay. Um, but... Okay, so that was, like, one of the things. He says, I'm a gay black guy. Like, that's how he starts that tweet. And it's from the same... I'm, I'm, I'm sure that's how actual gay blend black <laughs> men start their she conversations. Says some, she says something about that, too. You, you'll see. It didn't take long for this extreme fumble to catch fire and spread all over Twitter, which meant 
Dean couldn't exactly sweep this under the rug and move on. So, about an hour after Dean's, quote, I'm a gay black man tweet, the supposed owner of the Dan Purdy account tweeted a video addressing these allegations and denying everything, which was then, quote, tweeted by Browning himself. So he got, um, so basically he, he, quote, tweeted a guy that recorded himself claiming to be Dan Purdy. Hey guys, my name is Dan Purdy, and I am indeed a gay black man. The message that you saw on Dean's Twitter was posted, I don't actually know how it did, but I did send it to him because I had a problem with how people of my race and sexual persuasion are treating Donald Sexual Trump. persuasion. <laughs> right, because that's how people talk. That okay. I don't have a problem with Donald Trump on those levels, and I don't understand why so many protect so clearly this, I mean, he looks like he's reading. <laughs> Donald Trump has never done anything to hurt me, either as a gay man or as a black man. Nor has he done anything to hurt anybody in the four years that he's been in office, because he hasn't had time to. So what's the big deal? I sent that message to Dean. Dean accidentally posted it somehow, and that's <laughs> the end of the story. No, he's not a sock puppet. No, I'm not a bot. I hope you understand. So, my favorite part is how the it starts. I am indeed a gay black man. <laughs> Even the video, like all of his tweets, start like that or some variation of that, and still the video starts like that. So, mm -hmm. like way to throw people off the trail, guy. <laughs> so that video was removed quickly, but of course it was archived. So that's how I found it to play for you, um, because his his account was suspended. For, okay. For you'll see why. Now, we don't have time to dissect all of that. This is back to the article. Mm -hmm. But the most burning question is, who is this man in the video? Is this actually Dan Purdy? What would your guess be? <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. Short answer is nope. The man in the video does claim to be a black gay man named Dan Purdy, who has a bone to pick with people, quote, of his sexual persuasion, which is, you know, the kind of language any real bona fide gay man would use to talk <laughs> about himself. But as folks on Twitter deduced almost immediately... This guy isn't Dan Purdy. His name is William Holt. So the next question is, who the shit is William Holt? I would say guess, but you literally never would. He's Patty LaBelle's son. You know, Lady Marmalade, Patty LaBelle. Like, what? Like the sing, like the singer. Yes, Patty LaBelle. <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. Very <laughs> random. Very random. Patty and her sister Jackie are both listed as William Holt's parents because William's biolog biological mother is Jackie. And when she died, Patty LaBelle adopted him and his sister. Okay. So, <laughs> so how did he end up as the front man in this whole situation, posing as and stating on video that he is this fictitious, uber-conservative gay black man named Dan Purdy? That's where things get fuzzy. It turns out William Holt is a Pennsylvania donor to Win Red, a Republican National Committee-endorsed fundraising platform for the Republican Party. Mm. So he's starting to kind of put it together, like what yeah. happened. Also, fun fact worth mentioning, he's an out-and-proud hater of women. Mm. William Holt, aside from being related to Patti LaBelle, is most well-known for writing articles on Medium about how much he hates women. Who hurt you? <laughs> so, on the post, she has in parentheses, I'm not going to link to his post, because if you really want to read that shit, you can Google it yourself. He's not getting free clicks here. So he writes about how the rise of women apparently means the fall of men. Hmm. Sounds like a lot of personal insecurity to me, but okay. I'm sorry, like, we gave birth to you. <laughs> okay, so we've established that they both suck, but how does that connect them? Well, considering that William Holt is a Pennsylvania-based Republican donor with some pretty shitty and loud personal views and literacy in social media, it makes sense that he would link up with Dean Browning, who's a Pennsylvania Republican politician who is A, equally shitty, and B, white and therefore is already taken more seriously in the Republican Party, and C, has a coveted verified badge on Twitter, running for Congress, and wants to make his alt-right views appeal to voters outside his usual base. But the question remains, who is Dan Purdy? Both of them. They both are. Dan Purdy, just like Santa Claus, is a collective work of more than one imagination and is completely fake. Hmm. Spoiler, in case there's any kids 
listening. <laughs> Even though between the two of them, William Holt is the media savvy and experienced one, he has a signature the same way villains in a murder mystery do in that it's distinct and intentional and seems really fucking dumb to leave behind if you don't want to get caught. He uses the same exact display picture for all of his fake Twitter accounts, of which there have been multiple, because they get suspended for being fake accounts. <laughs> and he does this for real personal Facebook accounts as well. Hmm. Cool. She then shows some screenshots of some of his Twitter accounts, which I got some of the names of, including at Dan Purdy 323, hmm. at Dan Purdy 233. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just going to keep adding one to the number and... With bios, like like the bio line yeah. under his his um, name. Quote, I am the real Dan Purdy. I'm just a gay black man. And another one, I'm a gay black gay guy. Definitely not Dean Browning's sock puppet. <laughs> like, it's just so mm. stupid. Nothing says legitimate like putting I'm a gay black gay guy in your bio. <laughs> this is what she said. And the only way that the tweet intended for Dan Purdy could end up coming from Dean Browning's Twitter account is if either Dean or William didn't know they were signed into the wrong account when they tweeted it. And the only way they would have been confused about which account they were assigned in is if they had both uh, logins signed into the same computer. So basically, if you have more than one Twitter, like I do with my business one and stuff, mm -hmm. um, you can just toggle back and forth. So if you oh, can okay. accidentally... Yeah, like. Yeah. But you should see when you're tweeting, it has a logo of your display pic. But you might, like, I've done it before. When I when I did the Rocket site, mm -hmm. I accidentally did it on mine, and I would delete it real quick. But, of course, I didn't say that I was a big gay black guy. Um, <laughs> that would complicate things. <laughs> yeah, I'd probably get fired for that. Um, so whoever posted that tweet about being a gay black guy did so before checking to make sure that they're active on the correct account. Which seems like a Scooby-Doo level fuck up to me. But hey, it's probably hard to juggle a bunch of bullshit accounts at once. The only real question left is if both of them were managing and had access to the fake accounts, then who shit the bed and tweeted from the wrong account? The truth is we don't know, and it's impossible to say for sure. But I do have a theory. We've already asserted that William Holt is a savvy, uh, is savvy at minimum on Facebook, Medium, and Twitter. So with that in mind, one, anyone literate and well-versed in social media knows that the internet is forever. Listen, as someone who also manages a personal account and a shared account, there's nothing like feeling your stomach fall out of your ass when you see that you've posted something from the wrong account. And the immediate reaction is, oh fuck, delete, delete, delete. That didn't happen in this case. This accidental tweet was left up for so long that it garnered the attention of, well, pretty much everyone. Even though Dean Browning only has around 50k followers and, his, and he's not a key Republican by any means. I mean, he lost, so. Yeah, I mean. So that means whoever messed up didn't realize they messed up and also didn't act very quickly to try and, re and retract it. Number two, the, videos po the video posted by William Holt posing as Dan Purdy was, on all fronts, super fucking weird, <laughs> as you heard. As stated in the above point, if you fuck the pooch this bad and you are the one dealing with the result, the response will be pretty immediate. But in this case, the first response was 20 minutes after the tweet in question, was posted, and the first reaction was another tweet by Dean Browning that was panicky at best. So this was 20 minutes after he had initially posted that mm -hmm. comment, and people were just giving him all sorts of shit. So this is Dean Browning. Regarding the tweet that is going viral from my account, I was quoting a message that I received earlier this week from a follower. Sorry if context was not, if context was not clear. Trump received record minority votes and record LGBTQ votes. So he's still, like... Try. Shilling for mm -hmm. um, many people don't say it vocally, but do it in private. So then this is back to her again. Mm. If you're quoting a message from a follower, who posts that without like at least quotation marks? <laughs> if this message was from last week, why would you post it now in response to a very specific reply to a tweet from two days ago? And okay, if you can figure out how to copy and paste someone's message into a tweet, then you definitely know how to not hover the cursor over the tweet button and click it before you're ready to. The next response was Dean Browning from Dean Browning took a whole hour. And that was when he quote tweeted the video from William Holt posing as Dan Purdy. So why did it take 20 minutes to realize the tweet was posted from the wrong account? And what's with the delay between Dean's tweet addressing this and the video? Because Dean was the one who fucked up. This is like a whole mystery. Yeah. <laughs> 
Dean was tweeting from his own account and looking through the comments of his most recent tweet, and, re- and he replied as Dan Purdy before switching into that account. He doesn't get social media, because he's a fucking 50-year-old white guy. That's I added that. <laughs> Am I a 50-year-old white guy inside? Because <laughs> you don't get social media? Well, I really don't really get Twitter. Yeah. I think everything else I'm okay with. It's not hard at all. And, but you don't need to be on there, just uh, I don't really care. It's so. He doesn't get social media, and he didn't think to look twice at his account before he posted it. So it took him 20 minutes to realize the mistake, because he only became aware of it once it became pointed out by others and became viral. This is how I saw it, by the way. I just mm-hmm. saw somebody on my feed quoting it, and I was like, oh my god, what is this? <laughs> Once that happened, his panic response was to address it and deny it vaguely and shift the focus away, which is what he did. It took over an hour for the video from Dan Purdy, because Dean had to get in contact with him, fill him in on what happened, figure out what to do from there, write a script for the video, and probably record a few takes. And still, they came up with that one. But like I said, this is just a theory. A game theory. And whether it turns out to be true or false, we'll probably never know. And honestly, it doesn't matter. What matters is Dean Browning, a Republican congressional candidate in the 2020 race, who is still verified on Twitter, and William Holt, a Republican donor, are both pretending to be fictitious black LGBTQ people in order to push a right-wing agenda and further Dean Browning's political ambitions. In other words, what really matters here is, fuck the both of them. (laughs) And a last quote from her. Also, Patty LaBelle is an angel and does not deserve to be dragged into any of this. <laughs> you know what? That's very true. <laughs> because you know why? Why? I look I look up Patty LaBelle real uh-huh. quick right now. <laughs> yeah. And then one of the first things that came out was Patty LaBelle's macaroni and cheese recipe. We'll take you over the rainbow. <laughs> and it looks like uh, So legit. is that something we're going to do soon? Uh, Maybe. Yeah. For, I mean, for Thanksgiving. Like, oh, yeah. I, there you go. I can make this shit because there's... Okay. There's... Parmesan cheese, Monterey <laughs> really cheese, tangent here. sharp cheddar cheese, monster cheese, and Belvita okay. cheese. Like five different types of yeah, cheese. Yeah, you got a bookmark of that. Yeah. yeah we got something that. good out of this story. So, See, that's, that's, that's the main thing I got out of that. Look, look at this story from the Washington Post. <laughs> it's called Patty LaBelle's Macaroni and Cheese Recipe Will Take You Over the Rainbow and Make It for Thanksgiving and Let Us Know How Good It Is. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> All right, so last bit of this, so that was the whole post. Okay. I did one quick thing. Um, I just did a follow-up because I wanted to look at Dan Purdy's account, see if it was, and it's up again. There was one, I don't know if it's a different numbers that he put. Mm-hmm. Um, this was from earlier today. Oh, okay. Dan Purdy retweeted Dean Browning, commenting on someone being happy about a low pharmacy drug cost, thanks to Trump. Before that, Browning had a post saying, Thanksgiving is not canceled in the Browning household. Sorry, Fauci. (laughs) And then Purdy commented on that. Thanksgiving isn't canceled in the Purdy household either. Sorry, not sorry, Fauci. So they're still doing this after all of that. Fauci can't cancel Thanksgiving, (laughs) first of all. Like, you can... He he makes recommendations based on his expertise. He's not it's like a, fucking forcing it. It's to like do I'm telling you, if you're gonna have Thanksgiving with a shit ton of people, you are more at risk. But he's not telling you not to do it. But that's I just, just I ne- yeah. I'll never understand. I'll never for the life of me, I'll never understand how this got politicized. It's just it's simple. It's simple contagion. There's ways to try to prevent it or slow it down. People are making it that the government is trying to control you with masks or whatever mm-hmm. and it's just like fucking it's, get a grip people it's really not that hard to just wear do you think the world is in on like we have i'm not even last thing here the very the last tweet that i wanted to comment on was from dan purdy's account this is um a past one this is last month okay um buzz patterson he's like a house uh a candidate for the House of Representatives, mm-hmm. and he was in the Air Force. Okay, and he posted like a he posted like a picture of an older picture of him as an Air Force pilot, with like you know he's standing in front with all the gear on and he's blonde yeah. and he has a mustache. And Dan Purdy, <laughs> Dan Purdy replied, "Ooh, you're kind of hot <laughs> with the flame <laughs> logo or the flame emoji." Okay, and this is probably from Dean himself yeah so there's a lot of things going on with this guy yeah poor patty labelle <laughs> that's all i gotta say 
Yeah. Do you know she's from Philly? No. Well, it makes sense because her, you know, William Holt is. Well, yeah. It's her adopted I mean, I mean, son. He, he, well, I mean, I guess. But it's, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, yeah, she has to deal with that. She's still yeah. alive, right? She's, yeah, she's still okay. alive. Yeah, she's good. She's good. Good. That's all that matters. Yeah. But yeah. We're, we're here for you, Patty LaBelle, even though <laughs> your son's a little out there. We still support you and thank you for your uh, macaroni and cheese recipe. We'll definitely be making that. <laughs> yes. But yeah, that's the that's the insane <laughs> rabbit hole of Dean Browning. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I I mean, again, I'm not very into Twitter or anything like that, or the feuds or whatever. Um, so I mean, it's it's crazy, but I just like at the end of the day, I'm like, I'm gonna forget about it. <laughs> okay. But I'm not gonna forget that mac and cheese recipe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just sad that people go to those lengths to have like fake accounts to comment to their own stuff and promote themselves and just like all the people that are on there even on facebook and stuff there's people that just have you know random people uh, random things as their avatar and they're just trolling people yeah it's it's a whole thing social media kind of sucks yeah we need to do an episode on social media i should have saved it for that well i mean I, you wouldn't know. <laughs> you would find something. You could go back to like MySpace and tell me about um, Tom. Tim? What is it? Tom? Tom? Tom. I think it was Tom. Yeah. He was everyone's friend. <laughs> Did you look up something else before we heading out? Just looking at Patty LaBelle now. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, she has a lot of very popular songs, but it was before our time. That hair, though. <laughs> it's like very 80s hair. Okay, we, we know we still have to wrap up the episode, right? <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll, I'll watch it later. Yeah, in about 30 seconds when we wrap up. Probably. Yeah, so as I said, next week we'll have another wildcard episode. I'm not sure how soon after that we'll have something. Probably not. Well, no, I'm off of Thanksgiving. That's weekend, true. We'll, we'll, so. probably, we'll probably keep it regular for the next few weeks. Um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I really liked your story. That was very uh, interesting. It, it, it was very <clears throat> short, but... Sweet. Yeah. And on that note, let's go ahead and raise our glasses here. And go grab a refill. Okay, bye. Bye, bye everyone. Bye. No blood when you, your head gets scalped. That's a bigger concern. <laughs> exactly. Oh no, no. Oh no. <laughs>